This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. We are so excited that you are with us today. And today we have Brandon from Ten Oaks Real Estate with us. He actually was in the United States Marine Corps and then he got into real estate. And we are so excited to have you with us. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Brandon. Yeah, thanks, Chantel. Such a pleasure to be here. And I love uh, seeing what you guys are doing and, and offering this value to your realtors. It's just, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, so yeah, I grew up in a little small town, Sherman, Texas. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's got about twenty to 30,000 people. Joined the Marines out of high school, the Marine Corps Reserves. Um, and shortly thereafter, got married. Uh, I am a husband of 21 years. I'm a father of six children. Um, and I got my real estate career uh, started because I had four kids in under five years. I was a sales rep at the time. And I go, I got to source some more money into the situation. And so I wanted to be a business owner and real estate offered me that opportunity to be a business owner and to still use my sales skills. Um, I built a company in uh, Oklahoma City up to about 400 agents and did an expansion there. And now I have a company. I started a new company about three years ago called Ten Oaks. Uh, we're headquartered in Nashville. And we have locations in Oklahoma and Dallas, Oklahoma City and Dallas. And um yeah, I, and and really what I do most of my time is spent coaching um, agents and team leaders on growing their individual businesses and all the stuff that comes with that, right? All of the wonderful parts and all the non-wonderful parts of growing a business. So I'm sure you guys are all aware of that, especially in a changing market. I love it. Well, I love to be really interactive. And so what I'd love for you to do right now is I'd love for you to pick somebody to coach that is kind of taking them to the next level. So um, I'm going to ask Tony Romero to unmute. And he is a circle leader. He is a manager with our company, does a phenomenal job, but I'd like you to kind of coach him if you were going to ask him some tough questions um, to take him to the next level. Yeah, sure, Tony. So uh, why don't you tell me about your business? Tell me where you are right now. Well, uh, I'm retired Air Force. I spent 23 years in the military. I was a recruiter for 17 years. Um <clears throat> I'm going to pretend like my business isn't very well. So uh, I'm having some issues though with uh, controlling my time and uh, making a a plan to to get to a higher level, uh, especially when it comes to recruiting. You know, one of the first things, Tony, that I like to start with is understanding a business plan and not to make it overly complicated. I think sometimes people go, all right, well, you know, they're trying to reorient their whole life. And I just like to start with just an income goal for your business plan. So if I said, all right, Tony, over the next 12 months, I want to make X amount of dollars. How much is it? 100,000. 100,000. It's almost like I've heard this before. All right. So we're going to make $100,000 a year. And what's the average sales price in your market? 
Uh, just under 500000 All right. So let's just say $500,000 to make it easy math. Okay. So we're going to go with um, just a general, some, some generalized numbers. So I don't know what everybody's, you know, specifics are and specific splits are, but we're going to say we need to source about $8,000 a month right through. So let's, we're going to just say we need about 1.5 sales a month to generate that type of income. All right, so what do we need to do to generate that, that type of income in that 12-month period? So 1.5 cells a month. So now we've got to start talking about time management. So let me ask you this. How much time have you set aside for prospecting every single day? One hour. All right, so if we're going to make $100,000 a year, right, your number one job as a real estate agent, who, who has a guess of what that might be? Tony, do you know? Uh, I would say there's two things you have to do every day. I'm just guessing prospecting and marketing. Okay, so that's <laughs> And Tony's, right. hold on, let me just stop you because Tony's acting like he's kind of pretending right now. And I actually would love for him, I want you to really talk with him because he's pretending like he's not as successful as he really is. And so, and he really is amazing, but I do want you to talk to him about, okay, he is a team leader. So talk yeah. to him as a team leader and what does he need to do to get his, you know, numbers where he wants them to be? Yeah. So if we're going to sort of shift gears and go to team, uh, team growth, right. As a team leader, um, one of the things that you got to focus on, right, as your main source of, of business, so you've got two things that you're working on, right? One of them is um, recruiting and retention, right? right? And then the other one is increasing the individual agent's production, and right? How do we do that? How do we create opportunity? The, the one thing that you have to change, right, is the question you're asking yourself every single day. When you are a realtor, you wake up and you ask yourself every single day, how do I sell more houses? How do I create more transactions? Right. When you are a team leader, you ask yourself, how do I create more opportunity for the people that are around me? So those are two very different questions and two very different ways that you approach the business. So one of the things that comes is as a team leader, right, that becomes your main source is recruiting and retention. Right. How do I get new agents into my business? Right. And how do I keep the ones that I have? So with the recruiting and retention as your focus, Right. And, and I was talking to some team leaders about this today um, because one of the most difficult things to do is increase your per agent transaction. But one of the things that you do have control over, right, is increasing the number of people that are in your organization to increase sales. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what you have to sort of focus on. And if you are not working your CRM, right, like you want your realtors to do. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not working your CRM in the same way, that's a problem. And this is the other thing to re- realize as a team leader, your people will do what you do. Right. Right. So when we're talking about, yeah, when we're talking about it, it's like, what, how many appointments did you have this week? How many phone calls did you make to have to make those appointments? Right. And understanding what the numbers are and then increasing those numbers. Right. So, we've got- so let's switch gears to. Joel, who who is also an agent, but he'll he'll take he's also a managing broker as well, but he can take on he does both a a managing role and also an agent role. So you can talk to him as an agent. We'll pretend like he's just an agent. 
So like he's just an agent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel a little I, I'm kind of going in several different directions here. I like it. You're challenging me. I like this. All right. So you are an agent, Joel. And I would do this. I I mean, here's the deal, Chantel. I would do the same sort of process, which is like, what's your income goal? Right. And then we're working through the steps of right, number one, understanding how much income you want to make. Number two, understanding time management as the, listen, here's what you all have to understand. Time management is really, really boring. But people who master their time management, right, will master the business, right? Because when you've set aside the time to do the things that you need to do, right, at least you are seeing that on your calendar and you go, I'm either doing it or I'm not doing it. Right. So that time that you've set aside for prospecting, right? Did you really do it in that time frame? And to really be what I would say is be observational and not judgmental about that time. Right. It's like, okay, well, what were the factors that led up to me having a really good prospecting session or a not good prospecting session? What were the distractions that got in my way? So because each real estate agent, you have three jobs. Okay. You wear three different hats. Number one, you wear the hat of a business development or lead generation. That's the lead generation hat, right? How do I bring new business to me? Okay. Number two, and this is what a lot of agents think is the job and it's not the job. Customer service. How many people do you know they got real estate? They they got into real estate because they thought it's all driving around people, showing them houses and negotiating and whatever they saw in Selling Sunset. And the reality of it is not that, right? That's a portion of it. But that isn't all of it. The most most of your time should be spent in lead generation, business development. But then you've got that customer service. The third one is the transaction management hat, right? Which is you know, all the paperwork back and forth at the title company, all that stuff. Okay, so if you understand yourself first as a business owner, right? When you're coming into this business for all of you, you're a business owner first, right? So that means you need to set up a business that runs itself. Right. So you start out with, all right, you're doing everything. You're 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 doing the transaction management and you're doing the customer service and you're doing the lead generation. As a true entrepreneur, you want to be slowly working yourself out of those things. Right. So transaction management should be handed off first once you've got, got some business, right? Because it's going to take time, but it's the least return on time as far as from a money perspective. Because transaction management is a $12 an hour job, right? So somebody else needs to do that eventually. Then you're going back and forth between lead generation and customer service. As you grow as an agent, you can bring on people to help you with the customer service piece. And then finally, you can build something that basically business is sourcing itself and you've got people running that team. That's what those team, team leaders are doing. And that's the dream, right? Is that you have a business that runs itself. So a true entrepreneur builds a business that runs itself. So uh, anyway, so just understanding that whole business aspect before you to at least know what you're doing right in a business and know what the operative parts are and here's here's the problem when you get really really successful as an agent it will steal your time like crazy you guys that are successful agents you know that it's like you don't have enough time right you're on vacation you're answering the phone um, and so it can be great income, but that's not any way to live a life long term. So as you grow as an agent, you want to build those systems and processes into your business so that eventually you can be on vacation and you don't have to answer your phone. 
right? Um, because at the end of your life, right? It's not about how many houses you sold, right? At the end of your life, it's about the relationships, right? It's about the people who you love and who love you. And you need to give your time and attention to those relationships that matter the most, mm. right? So create your businesses with intention, right? Not intention to, you know, just make a lot of money, but intention to really balance all of those areas in your life and give the people who matter most the attention that they deserve and need from you. Mm, so good. Um, so let's let's do a quick role play because I heard I, I love the the few things that I heard you say, and it sounds like if someone's coaching someone, the the first thing you're going to start by saying is, "What is your income goal?" All right. Well, that breaks right. down to two transactions per month. Mm -hmm. And then next is what do you need to, to reach that goal? Right. right. Like that's kind of how you're starting all of your mm -hmm. beginning things. Yeah. Right. Is that kind of where you're going with it? What's, yeah, what's it's the absolutely next like, step? So, so after we've got the plan income plan, after we've set aside the time, right. And the time management, which is, yeah. How much time, how much, you know, put all your, everything that you have to do, right? From a personal family perspective, all the kids' birthdays, all of your, you know, volunteer commitments, all of that stuff, right? If you're part-time, if you've got a, a, a job, we need to put all of that in your calendar, okay? So stop, stop running your business here in your head. It needs to be like most professionals use Google Calendar, use Google Calendar, right? Put all of that stuff in there. Then we see how much time we have to do real estate and we need to see if we need to make some adjustment. But we need one to two hours a day in prospecting, period. Prospecting and follow-up, right? To develop any kind of business, right? Whether that's, you know, 0.5 sales a month or five sales a month, we have to have that time set aside for prospecting. So once we've got all that part down and we've got our week lined out, we know where we're prospecting, then it's about going to do the things um, uh, that are going to source income to you. The number one thing in your business you have uh, to source is cash. You need money to make this thing work, right? If you don't have money, this thing's going down. So we've got to focus on the things that are going to get us the money the fastest. So when we're talking about and 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 understanding leads, how many of you guys, and I can see your faces, how many of you guys have buyers that you can't get off the fence, right? How many people you said people like they they said they want to list their house, but they're not ready yet? How many people got a lead? called them. They didn't answer the phone. You called them back. You maybe set an appointment. They canceled it. Happens, right? Okay. So it's understanding leads more broadly. Again, observationally, not judgmentally. And this is where I see agents mess up a lot, right? Because they go, oh, that's a, that's a garbage lead. There's no such thing as a bad lead, right? You think about all the homeowners across America. There's tons of them. Right. So every um, everybody is a potential client for you. Right. That you run into. So it's understanding where they are in the process. So no bad leads. Right. Just they're just in a different process. They're in a different time. You're not getting them to move because you're not listening to them about their time frame. Two things we got to figure out with each lead. Number one, what's their time frame? When, when do they want to buy? Number two, intention. Why do they want to buy? Let me repeat that because you need to, if, for you that are writing it down, write this down. Time and intention. Those are the two things that we got to figure out with every appointment we go on. 
Okay. After that, then we break them down into three different categories. Okay. The acronym is ART. A, aspirational leads. Okay. These are people like my wife who looks at Zillow like every night as she's going to bed and she dreams about all of these houses and she sees things, right? Um, you guys have, some of you guys may be guilty of that, right? I don't like to look at houses after work because it's like going to work after work, right? But some people, they do that for fun, right? They're, and also there are people who are like, I'm thinking about moving to Nashville or I'm thinking about moving to Dallas or I'm thinking about this or that, right? So homeownership for them is a dream, right? So that's aspirational. Now, will they buy a house? Yes, but the average time frame in which they will buy a house, anybody have a guess? 368 days. So just a little over 12 months is the average time frame that they're going to buy. Okay, so if you're trying to get them, like if they just logged in or they opened up one of your auto drips and you're trying to get them to take action, it's not going to happen, right? Because they're just still dreaming about it. They haven't even walked through the process of, buying a house, right? Haven't done a pre-approval. Haven't even thought about doing it. They've got other things going on in their life, okay? That's A, aspirational. Number two, R, research, okay? These are six to 12-month buyers. These are people who go, hey, Johnny starts kindergarten next year. We need to be in such and such school system. I've got a job relocation, so I need to be there by sep by September of next year, right? So six to 12 months. So they have, they know, like, right, they have intention, more serious intention to buy, they are starting to say things like, I know where they start to sort of figuring out their price range, right? So research, okay? You're not gonna get a research to pull the trigger immediately either, right? Because they have to have the things that have got to line up for them. It's not the most, by the way, but the whole process of like buying a house, it sucks, moving sucks, right? So people like, they don't typically move until they have to. Right. In the last two years, people have been like, I got interest rate. I'm going to go buy my dream house, whatever. That's not your typical buyer. So for you guys that are coming in here who have only been in this two years, you've got to shift your marketing right to have to buyers and stop selling on interest rate. Right. That was one of the things that where we really screwed up over the last couple of years. A lot of agents did. They were selling on interest rates. So then when interest rates go up, everybody goes, oh, crap, I can't sell on interest rate anymore. So how do I sell? right? You, you market to people, right? That are have to, and I've been teaching realtors that for a decade, right? There's the transactional buyers are the people that have to, because moving sucks so bad, they're not going to do it unless they have to do it. All right. So that brings us to the T, which is transactional, which is have to buyers and sellers. Where are you going to meet them? How are you going to talk to them? And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Kanzel Realty. One of the other things we give you is revenue share, where you get five levels of money in your downline every time you attract an agent to the company. And guess what? The first three levels open up right away. So let's pretend like you're not a great recruiter, but you bring on a couple people who are heavy hitters. Guess what? You don't have to hire five or 10 agents to open up those tiers. You automatically get those. So that's what makes us very different. This is Kanzel. Just repeat that one more time for the, the ART acronym for everyone. Yeah. I want you guys to type that in the chat right now. Yeah. So once they rate those people, so they, they look at a customer and they go, okay, are they an A? Are they an R? Are they a T? 
-hmm. Now, what are they doing? Are they saying, okay, well, I need to spend more time with the people who are in the transactional base or, or how are they using that to help them with time management? You need to spend your time marketing and selling to and having conversations with people who are in the transactional stage. Okay. So that means your SOI for those people that are in that stage in your SOI, right? Having conversations with them, right? Talking to them about, you know, what's going on in the marketplace. Guys, there's a lot of noise out in the marketplace. You have to be the lighthouse in the storm. You have to be talking to people about what's really going on in the marketplace, right? And most of the data that's in the marketplace. And, and I don't know where you guys are in the country, but here's what I'll say. Like a lot of the noise is like in, in real estate uh, news is New York, LA, Chicago. Okay. So your guys are in Houston. Houston doesn't buy or sell that the, the way people operate in sort of the middle of the United States is un, is not like in New York and it's not like in LA and it's not like in Chicago. Everything we do is different, right? The way we buy the way we sell, why we move, right? The grocery store that we go to, everything is different. So so if you're letting your network get the news from you know, those sources, you're wrong. You've got to be the lighthouse and tell them what's really going on in the market. So guess what? Social media is free marketing. Take advantage of it. Put your stuff out there, right? So that's in the SOI. But for you guys that are like, hey, I, my, maybe I you just got started in real estate and I don't have an SOI and I don't know anybody yet which I've heard that before. And that's an excuse. And I parachuted into Nashville without knowing anybody about four years ago. Okay. Um, so understanding that the people who are buying and selling right now are, you're going to find them three places. Number one for sell by owners. For sell by owners are a free lead source that converts at 10 to 16%. Come on, man. 87% of them are going to list. You can't, if you have buy a lead source, that's a 16% conversion rate, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars a month. And guess what? They're free on Zillow. You go click that and you click the for sale by owner tab. Then it'll, the map will come up and it'll look like it has chicken pox. And those are your leads. Call them, right? Set appointments with them. Go see them. Communicate value. Follow up, right? They're going to list. It's just who are they going to list with, Right. Okay, so that's one of them. The other one is expired. Okay, so before, Do it the same before way. We go, yeah. Before we go any farther on that, yeah, I want you to go ahead and do a quick role play for what you're going to say mm-hmm. for a for sale by owner. Because we're yeah. we're finally starting to see some more for sale by owners yeah. um, that are actually, you know, there were a lot of for sale by owners that were able to do it by themselves and they Mm -hmm. would put it on the market, you know, a day later. So now they're, they're kind of out there. So I'll do a quick role play. I'll be the for sale by owner. You call me to try to get me to list or what would you say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to call. Hello. Ring, ring. Hey, how are you? This is Brandon with 10 Oaks Real Estate. Am I talking to Chantel? Yes. Hey, Chantel. Hey, listen, I was wondering, I saw your house uh, on 123 Park Avenue. Is it still for sale? Yes. Are you an agent or are you a buyer? I am an agent, but I'm not calling to list your house. Um, so don't hang up on me. Okay, because I, I was about you, so, to hang yeah. up on you because you're the 10th person who's called me. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And I can trust me. When realtors are calling like that, it can get super annoying. So let me ask you this. So are you working with realtors who potentially have a buyer? 
Yes, but do you really have a buyer or are you just pretending? I actually have, I work with a network of agents that has buyers and I have a ton of buyers myself. And so um, if I have a buyer that has a right fit for your house, that'd be great. But I want to make sure, uh, is there a time where I can drop by the house to see it sometime? You can come by to see it, but I'm not talking to you about listing the house. We're you not have gonna to talk about listing that the house promise at all. Yep. That I'm not even going to sit down for one second to talk about that. I'm selling this house no by myself. Awesome. So what works for you tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon? And you promise you're not going to try to li- get me to list. Yeah, we won't list the house. No, absolutely. Not. Okay. All right. So it. then I set the time. And then mm-hmm. what does that look like once I once you get into my house? Now, what are you doing? Yeah. By the way, first thing I'll understand is the person on the phone is not the person that you're going to meet. Okay. How many of you guys are jerks to somebody? They're nicer. Who's on a sales they're call? nicer in person. Right. They're going to be much nicer in person. Right. And guess what? I'm trying to find out when I go to the for sale by owner. By, by the way, I don't pitch them. I'm figuring out two things time and intention. Okay. Right. That's what I'm going. That's what I'm going to do in that first appointment with the for sale by owner time and intention. Okay. After that, then I've got some information and I've got connection points because I'm just trying to build trust and rapport. Okay. Then on the follow-up, then we can talk about that stuff. Once you've built that trust and rapport. So on that very first time, you're mm-hmm. going to ask them. So let me ask you, like, you know, what is your time frame? Like, if it doesn't sell, like, are you looking? Walk me through some specific. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Say. One of the questions that I'm going to ask somebody that's a for sale by owner is like, hey, so where are you guys moving to? Right. So that's and. And the other way to answer or to ask that question is, hey, listen, um, if I were to bring you a buyer today, how much time do you need to close? Right. That's going to get me, that's going to get them thinking critically about, okay, what needs to happen in my life? So once I've got that time and intention, then I can follow up. Right. And I can be like, hey, Chantel, I was thinking about you guys. And you mentioned that you wanted to be out of the house by the end of December. Right. So if you were like, let's say there's a time frame. if you don't sell it by yourself, um, when do you think you would be wanting to list the house? I love that. I, I really love what you just said. Like, if I were going to bring you a buyer today, what is your time frame to close? Because right. it, it puts me off of being defensive and yeah. it, especially if you're saying it in the right tone, like, so like, if I was going to bring you a buyer, you know, what is your time frame looking like? You right. know, exactly. I love that. So yeah, for sell by owners. And then the other one is open houses, guys. I know that there are people who say that open houses are a waste of time. And that houses don't sell on open houses. What, how you want to think about them, though, is that they are a store for you, where you are the product. It's not about the house, okay? It's about you as a professional and individual. So prepping for that open house, doing the right things to get ready for that open house are imperative. Number one, how about you know everything that's for sale in the neighborhood? And you can go, by the way, go set up the little agent preview, right, to go look at those houses. And to understand what is for sale and how much it is and what and what the average price per square foot is and what school systems, right? That'll teach you all of that stuff so that you can speak knowledgeably when somebody comes in the door. Okay? Invite all the neighbors and pump them for information. That's going to make you an expert on the neighborhood. 
right? You do that for two to three weeks, right? At that open house. And by the way, when people start coming in, you start to know a lot of stuff and you are the expert in that particular neighborhood now, right? By the way, the neighbor who you talked to two weeks ago might need to list their house. Then we've got a house that's maybe coming on the market, which there's this sort of secret sauce, right? Now it's catnip. It's like, hey, I do have a um, another house that's coming on the market. If I can, I can't talk about, can't talk to you about it right now, but do you want me to let you know? when we're a little bit further down the road. How's that for getting information? Because if you just put out a sign-up sheet, they're not gonna give you the right information, right? They're not gonna give you, they're gonna put Mickey Mouse at yahoo.com, right? So stop looking for numbers in that open house and start looking for points to connect with the buyers that are coming in. And what are your best open house tips to try to get as many people going through the door as possible? Well, there's the basics and the fundamentals. What I find is most agents that just go, you know, it's like, uh, I'm going to go after church and I'm going to stick up a couple of open house signs and then hope somebody shows up. You you need to do the necessary, like the basic fundamental prep, which is like putting on Zillow, um, you know, putting it on whatever, if you've got local, you know, open house websites, sticking it on, um, you know, your open house, Facebook groups, all of that stuff, right? So you need to do the fundamentals to let people know that that open house. The number two thing is you need to get tons and tons of signage. Um, that's one of the things that I do as as I'm or used to do as a, a coach, as an age or when I was coaching agents a little more closely, uh, is I would drive to the major intersection and then I would see if the open house signs could get me there. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't, there's not enough. Yeah, the more signs, the better. The more signs, the better. And by the way, when you're sticking them in somebody's yard, go knock on their door, ask them if you can put the open house sign in the yard, and then you've got another connection point. And you can say, hey, guys, why don't you come by the open house and come see? You probably want to source some neighbors. Right? This This is about, by the way, this is about conversations, guys. The more conversations you have around real estate, the better your life is going to be. Don't be a secret agent. Have these conversations. So source them. And then the other sort of like dynamic thing that you can do is go on Saturday, knock doors, tell them about the open house. And guess what? You got another 50 to 100 conversations. And and they're going to open the door. They're going to be home on Saturday typically, right? And you're going to be able to say, hey, it's like we got an open house uh, coming up. Wanted to invite you guys to see if you could, you know, one of your friends wanted to come be a neighbor, um, but you're more than welcome. We'll have cookies or whatever. Right. And then, by the way, now they're judging every agent against you because you went and knocked doors and other agents don't do that. So who when it's time to list their house, who do you think they want to talk to? Right. The person they met, connected with, who went and did the extra, you know, went the extra mile to showcase their neighbor's property. I know an agent that they get all of their business from open houses. And mm-hmm. part of the reason is, is because they they say they just have a habit of doing it. And when it comes to success in real estate, having that as a habit where you go every Saturday, every Sunday, no matter what, mm-hmm. they're doing an open house every Saturday, every Sunday, and that's where they get all their business. That's the tool they've decided to make as their one thing. They don't do anything else. They don't call for sale by owners. They don't call expireds. They mm-hmm. just do that. And they set a goal and they say, okay, every open house we want to make sure that we're getting at least seven people to walk in the door. So that means if I have to hold other agents open houses, 
I'm going to do it. Contact another agent in your office, say that, you know, can I do it? And then they also do a lot of, while they're there doing the open house, they, they advertise the open house like crazy. Like you said, putting tons and tons of signs, but they also hold a virtual open house while they're doing it. So they, while they're there that two hour, and they're only doing it two hours, but while they're there, they're putting, going on zoom, they're going on Facebook, they're going on Instagram, they're going on Twitter. I mean, they're going on everything, putting different pictures, different posts, and that's their two hours that they're mm-hmm. going, I'm going to do this. And it's just, yeah. they just have it like a set schedule every Saturday, every Sunday, even if you picked it just once a week that you were going to do it or every yeah, other week. I'll tell you a story. So yeah. basically like, by the way, I know Sunday is nap time, right? From two to four. Oh, yes. Okay. So <laughs> I like to take naps on Sunday too. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when I first got started in real estate in 20 full-time in 2011, um, I went and, um, my wife was like, do you have to do those every single Sunday? Cause guess what else happens on Sunday from two to four when you have four kids, football. birthday parties, football, <laughs> like, I mean, everything happens on Sunday afternoon. Right. So she can have to do these every single Sunday. I said, I, I don't, I said, but let me, let me just look at how much business I've got coming from open houses. This is an Oklahoma city average sale price at the time was 150,000. Um, and so I went and ran the transactions and I was averaging $1,500 per Sunday on open houses by meeting for meeting buyers. Okay. So it led, basically those led to two, two transactions a month. Okay. That was about, that equaled $6,000 for me at the time. Okay. So now they were worth $700 an hour. So I went back to my wife and said, I don't have to do them every Sunday, but it will cost us $1,500 every time I don't do one. She goes, yeah, you're doing them. Oh, I love that. It's the most profitable two hours of your business, right? Uh, Every single week. And and you can't do them randomly. To your point, Chantel, you can't do them randomly because you might have some where nobody shows up and you might have some where you got 30 people that come in the door. You don't know what's going to happen week to week. So the only way to create those results is through consistency. You got to do them every single, so pick it, whether it's Saturday or Sunday or both, knowing that those are going to be about $700 to $1,000 an hour. Also, take a list of FISBOs, call them, and take your weekly plan and plan your week. I love it. Right, while you're there. We are way out of time, but I want oh. you to close us on one last thing. And that is, you know, I loved what you said about prospecting. A minimum one to two hours, maybe even more if you're not where you need to be per day. Give us your best line for prospecting one for just an internet lead, you know, that Mm -hmm. came in maybe two months ago that you're following back up with. Mm -hmm. And then one for a past client or someone in your sphere to get them either themselves to buy a house or to refer you to someone. Give us a couple of- Yeah, internet lead is like, hey, it's Brandon. I saw that you clicked on our website. I know you probably don't want to get a bunch of annoying sales calls, but I do want to just ask if there's anything I can do for you. Um, Tell me what's going on in your life and how can I help you? Right. That's why just have a conversation with people. It's about conversations. You're the local neighborhood realtor, right? With your past clients, all you need to do is call them and check in. It's like, hey, it's Brandon. Just want to call and check in with you. It's been a year since you guys bought your house. Hopefully it's going well over there. I'd love to come by and see if you guys have done anything. Tell me how I can help you or one of your friends. Right. So just have conversations with people and create it. Uh, and create those opportunities through conversation because you've got to stay top of mind when they're ready to make a decision or when they need to refer someone. 
Um, but guys, stay on top of your lead generation. It's the most essential. I want to give you guys a challenge. Can I give them a challenge, Chantel? Yeah. Okay. All right. I want you. Okay. There's 74 days left in the year. Do 100 appointments between now and the end of the year. And I promise you, your next year is going to be dynamic, right? Do I know that's hard? Absolutely. It's like two appointments a day. It's hard, right? And that's taking weekends off. But if you do that, I promise you 2023 is going to be dynamic. Throw six figures out the window. You can do 100 appointments between now and the end of the year. We're talking about like serious cash, serious business. Go do it. Lead generate. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me today. Brandon, this was wonderful. I do want you to, um, everyone right now, if you're listening on the podcast, write your number down. If you're with us on the chat, I want you to type how many for sale by owners, expireds, and open houses you're going to do. So type that in the chat while Brandon tells you where you can find him and how you can follow him. Absolutely. So you can reach me at brandonbaca at 10oaksre.com is my email address, brandonbaca at 10oaksre.com. You can go to 10oaksre.com and find me there, or you can listen to my podcast, Agent Progression on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you find, wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.